0: You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Autol Green and Lillianne Krigler. Everything starts with a thought. Join the quest to reshape your own and your students' thinking by exploring your usual curriculum in new and exciting ways. You will get used to our three-step formula for approaching our topics. What is it? Why is it important? And how can it be implemented immediately? Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Thinking Effect podcast. Today it's part two of how can we enhance students understanding using convergent and divergent thinking and we're going to say hello to Ortal who's looking great today.
1: (laughs) Hi Lillian, I'm so excited because today is our 10th Episode and I'm celebrating our 10th episode as I can see you are celebrating as well. I'm really excited um, to have this uh, 10th episode and it's a really exciting topic as well.
0: That's correct. Yeah. So I am um, looking a little bit wild in my animal print <laughs> and you looking pretty cheeky in that lovely uh, green hat of yours, Ordle. So, yes, yeah, celebration time, episode 10. It's very exciting for us. So, Yes, as we discussed in our previous episode, we were talking about convergent and divergent thinking in a pretty general way. Um, um, We had a fabulous example of this thinking from Otto where she suggested that students maybe open an ice cream shop and come up with 50 flavors of ice cream, but then very carefully to select the 10 which will make their shop very successful. So um, we're going to just carry on with that idea today within the classroom.
1: Yeah, and if you missed episode number nine, please go on and listen to it. It will give you the uh, background you need for episode number 10. That's right.
0: So we were thinking, you know, when you um, as an educator, when you present a topic, sometimes you, you don't open it up as much as is possible with your students. And, I mean, we know that teachers are marvelously creative in the classroom, and some of the time, maybe what we are telling you, you know already. So for us, it's more just about refining or just having a little bit more discussion around that. But one of the things we all have to do at some stage is teach the children about fractions. And this can can happen, you know, very very early on, from kindergarten, all the way through to senior students, where they have to work with us this idea of um, what is a part, what is a whole, and you know, fractions all relate to this idea of proportion. How much of something are we talking about? So, it's, it's always an interesting topic to work with children. Do you have any ideas about how we might do that in the classroom model?
1: Yeah, definitely. Lots of uh, excellent ideas. But before that, I just want to touch again on, on, on what it is. So, as you mentioned, Liliane, it's a lot about providing an environment for your students where they can. Uh, develop their creative thinking and expand their thinking and explore new topics in many different ways. so not being confined confined to a one particular way of exploring, let's say fractions. Um, and and it is very important to provide your students with activities that require divergent thinking and activities that require requires convergent thinking because when you, allow them to diverge. You are basically providing them with a voice and agency in a way that students lead their learning. And another thing that is important about it is um, that you allow them to learn in their own way. And as we know, people are different and we all have our own learning style that suits us the most or where we learn best. And by providing your students the opportunity to uh, diverge and and maybe choose a path that's more suitable for them to learn a particular topic, then you allow them to have deeper learning experience and to understand better that topic at hand. And fraction is a great great topic to discuss as part of this episode. So thank you, (laughs) Liliane. And um, when you teach your students um, let's say you're starting with half. So you can explain about what a half means and give them a few examples, but then you can diverge and let them think about what does a half mean for different, in terms of different objects? Let's say for a chair, what does half of a chair mean? Or half of a hot air balloon?
0: That's right, that's very different from the idea of like what is half a pizza you know I think sometimes um, when students encounter these new ideas about what is a half they might only get one or two or three examples or models and that kind of becomes how they will always think about this concept but what you're saying you know pizza is kind of symmetrical, you can cut it in half and you can see it. and I think it's a very simple thing and maybe that's where you start in the classroom with students. Um, and then maybe you know you from that you might say, all right we have this jug of water. what is half of this water? and then give them the opportunity to pour an experiment to find out exactly what it is. So that visually they're starting to get this idea. But what you're suggesting is quite an esoteric thing. It's like, what is half a chair? Where do you cut the chair in half? You know, you can't cut off the bottom and the top half maybe. Um, or, you know, how are you going to quantify it? Do you weigh the chair and say, you know, um, what is the half of the weight? It's, it's, it's a very, very open question. Um, and it just makes the students think at another level.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and you can take it even further. You can uh, ask them, give them with a more diverse task by, for example, uh, draw the number eight on your whiteboard and ask them, how, many in, how can you um, cut it into half? How many different ways can you find to cut the number eight in half? And there are many, many different ways to do it. And this is how you um, help them think creatively and then gain a better understanding on what it means to uh, have a half of something and how can you go about it in different ways. And for older students, you can also look into what does it mean to cut in half a space, uh, let's say the classroom space or any other space, because there's a lot more to, uh, to think about when you thinking of space and how you um, cut it into smaller pieces.
0: Yeah, so what we're talking about is diverging the idea of maybe what a half is. Part of this divergence though is also is to give the students opportunities to capture the information in different ways. So, you know, if it's the young children and they're capable of drawing, perhaps they draw the two halves of the pizza so that, that, you know, that modality is, a, is pictorial. But as the children get older, um, you might ask them to use the number system, you know, like one over two. So two parts of the whole, because some students will go through the whole of school and if they see something as like one over 16, they might think it's bigger than one over two because they've never really learned how to do that notation and to understand it properly. So when we start thinking about how we capture the information, it's really great if they have a variety of ways. So if they work from the pictorial um, or even the photographic, you know, get them to photograph all these different kind of halves before we show them even how you write it. Because every single subject on Earth has its own vocabulary its own alphabet and its own way of being presented. And if you don't understand that language of mathematics, you're gonna go awry. So giving the children this opportunity to actually capture the information in different ways is also divergent, but it leads to great convergence because they see that all of these different examples all mean that they're two equal parts in some way. Um, you know, and so that they're getting that divergent under, understanding but you're offering them many more opportunities to witness it, experience it and represent
1: it. Absolutely. And that actually helped them gain a deeper understanding of what it means. What does fraction mean? And uh, what does half mean? And it leads to a much better learning experience. And another activity, once you once you provide your students with different ways to explore, let's say, what, a, what is a half, you can give them another activity that um, kind of galvanize the learning and also let them uh, experience divergent and convergent thinking. You can ask them to, you can ask them how might you explain fractions. So each students will need to diverge and think on, on many different ways. Uh, on how they can explain fraction to their classmates. And then they'll need to converge and choose one way to use one explanation that they will use to explain fractions to other people. And then you can ask your student to share their explanation. And by doing so, they actually internalize the learning and also learn uh, how to express their new learning, which means they'll gain a much deeper understanding on fractions. And, and everyone will benefit, obviously, from hearing different ways um, to talk about and explain fractions.
0: Yes, you're picking up on um, an idea which we've discussed in the past, which is giving the students this real opportunity to articulate their understanding because, you know, as we will just quick summarise, you know children can hear information and we think that they've understood it but until they can actually draw out those concepts from their own understanding name what they're seeing and be able to share it with others they may not have fully consolidated um, that work so giving them again as you say the opportunity and they can do this again in a lot of different ways. You know, they can talk to somebody else, they can do it in a little video in this era of everybody being uh, um, able to, to publish or create videos or, you know, there's some fantastic ways that students can represent their knowledge. But I suppose what we're saying is start, keep the, the learning quite narrow and concentrate on one area open up the thinking about that, get the comprehension, and then move on to something that's more complex so that they carry with them this really deep understanding of what we're um, helping them to encounter in our classrooms.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, and yes, they have many different ways to express the learning and thinking, and we should encourage them to choose the right way for them whether it's by um, drawing or like you said making a video or maybe making a song about about it or maybe rapping about what fraction is right if it's <laughs> that beat <speed> it up <laughs> this is a half
0: tone this is a quarter tone this is a and then you do the real rap which is probably i don't know 1 over 64 <laughs>
1: <laughs> fantastic
0: well auto i think um, having had the the example of the fractions um, teachers are able to see that you know all the time we're using these two kinds of thinking but we need to be aware of when we're doing it when are we offering this opportunity to go wide and when are we asking them to come back evaluate and to really express the specifics of what they've learned and those two they're like a bit of a helix you want to do that um, all the time but being aware, you're aware of it, your students are aware of it, and that's when it's going to work best.
1: Exactly. And um, we are looking forward to hearing from all of you about your experience with convergent and divergent thinking in your classroom. And I really want to hear that someone did a rap on fractions. (laughs) I would love to get my (laughs) hands on that video. Uh, So please write to us to the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com. Again, the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com. And I think we have a lovely surprise for one of our listeners, right, Eliane?
0: Yes. And thank you so much for those who've been writing to us. We just love hearing from you. One lucky listener will receive my book, Edu Chameleon, written for teachers. And inside the book is a special code. So if you activate that code, you can download uh, the illustrations of the book in full color and also a whole bunch of very handy Edu chameleon lists. So that is about, um, well, all kinds of play ideas, uh, thinking skill ideas, all sorts of information handy for teachers. So have a look for the special code at the back of the book. And we now also, you know, um, have we said already what
1: the next... Up- Not yet, but first, what a fantastic offer. So all of you educators around the globe, I would rush and write to us to receive that wonderful book uh, with that special offer. Sounds fantastic. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah, our next episode, episode number 11, is all about how can we help students select criteria for evaluation? So we spoke about critical thinking and the need to assess and evaluate uh, ideas, And in the next episode, we're going to share with you how can you support your student in uh, selecting criteria for evaluation? Yes,
0: that's right. I mean, it's so easy to say to students, you need to evaluate this and tell us which is the most important. But on what basis do they make that decision? So, you know, really sorting out the criteria to do that is a fantastic thinking skill.
1: Absolutely. So we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.